Hello, and welcome to Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast. I am the aforementioned Bedlam, DM of this story-driven, semi-edited, real-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Bedlam Social Hour does contain adult language and occasionally deals with mature situations. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue our story. We hope you enjoy. Last time on Bedlam Social Hour, the majority of the party returned to camp to find Mirmolnir in a state of significant agitation. Their amethyst friend informed them that there was something he needed to go do and bid his farewell, summarily disappearing into the forest. His short journey brought him to a cave, and once within, he discovered his god Kusodros there to present him an ultimatum of overt submission under the penalty of the lives of Mayala and Burma. Mirmolnir unhesitantly demanded their release. In response, Kusodra seemingly took the two elves' lives in a horrifically brutal fashion. Inspired by rage, Mirmolnir attacked the god, and while he inflicted a significant amount of damage, he was beaten to within an inch of his life. During the course of combat, however, Kusodra's various attacks seemed to be foiled by unseen forces, all of which were notably dissimilar to each other. Through the onslaught of aggressive opposition, Kusodros was eventually cowed and retreated into the water, spouting promises of retribution. Mirmolnir went to Mayala with the intent to discern the ontological truth of what had just transpired. However, their mangled bodies simply dissipated into shadowy mist upon his touch, leaving him without any definitive evidence of illusion or actuality, save his grievous wounds. Mirmolnir's confusion was further amplified by the disappearance of the cave entrance upon his exit. Nevertheless, he made his way back to the others, albeit in an extremely introspective state. Once reunited, the group camped, and during the night were again visited by one of the curious clockwork cats previously encountered on their foray up the mountain. Thankfully, the construct was content to simply observe the encampment before retreating into the forest. The evening progressed, and on Valril's watch, he overheard a conflict between two obviously large entities a significant distance away. The next morning, they struck camp, and after a short time of travel, they finally made it to the Gnomish settlement of Ekinaw. Upon arrival, the group decided to spend their initial time in an establishment labeled the Wee Giant, where after a meager slew of questions, agreed to be shrunk to a gnome-sized stature in order to enter, as was the establishment's protocol. Once inside, Mirmolnir established his motivation to drown his emotions while Grom sought out a dwarf artificer and got so caught up in the notion of a clockwork dragon that he ended up getting obliterated by the dwarf's favorite local spirit known by the name of Devil's Spit. Rax and Valril followed suit and mingled a bit, although not to the extent of Grom, and Tylalor opted to take it easy on the libation front in the interest of responsibility. Whilst babysitting in the interest of sympathizing with Mirmolnir's state of mind, Tylalor made some inquiries and in due course was paired with a mystic who possessed the ability to exchange messages across long distances. She then arranged for the spiritualist to potentially contact Nermo with the hope of confirming the fact that the little girl is indeed still alive. The mysterious gnome agreed, and it is at this point we will resume our story as the gnome Clotra, having sent the magical message out to Nermo, awaits a response. The Gnomish Mystic, 
having cast her spell, stands next to you, Tyler Lore. You see the eye movement. You've seen the spell cast before. You have vague memories of how it works. You can tell when she's done communicating and she's standing, waiting for a response. And then 10 seconds goes by. 15 seconds go by. And at about the 30 second mark, she opens her eyes and says, I'm sorry, she's not responding. She reads title or in near your immediate reaction and concern seeps into her countenance. She says, I understand you're inquiring about her well-being, but this doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Oh, the nature of the magic, she could be, she could be sleeping. It could be that she's not understanding the spell that's coming through, too. She is young. That's possible. And I guess the only other two limitations on not having success uh, would be if she was on another plane of existence, there's a chance of it failing, the spell failing entirely. Or, well, um, I, I don't believe I'll <laughs> say the other one. Um, could I have you try one other person? Uh, I'm so sorry. I Potentially tomorrow. Okay. I need to rest and meditate a little bit before I'm prepared to do that once more. Thank you. Don't panic yet. By this point, I have just gone back into staring into my drink and... DeVito, the bartender, is standing there polishing a glass, kind of looking at you, situation side-eyed, obviously concerned about how this is going to go. Not obviously, trying to subtly be concerned about how this is going to go. After Clotra expresses her condolences on the failed spell, she moves back to the table and sits down, back down next to Dermalier. All right, Grom is snoozing on the couch. Looks like we left Brax and Valryl also on the couch. All right, what, what should we do with this guy here? I, I'm thinking we just roll him into that corner over there so no one no one pays attention to him because if he sleeps on this couch, I bet that uh, the, that the DeVito buddy, that, that the bartender over there, I bet he's gonna he's gonna be kind of upset. I just say just leave him there. Why well, roll him in the corner? They're gonna see him in the corner. No, that's true. Just leave, just leave him on that couch right there. All right. What's going on with Yermanir over there? He looks kind of sad. I don't know. We can go over there and ask. I, yeah. Let's, let's, let's go over there and ask. Let's go. But you ask the questions because oh, he's still oh, mad at geez. me. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, just get up and leave Grom on the couch there. So we have Yermanir and Tyler sitting at the corner of the bar opposite each other. If we're still here tomorrow, we can see if Grinzander will respond. <laughs> Vito, uh, can we yes. get some more drinks, please? Absolutely. I think, does everybody want another drink? I'm good. I'll take another drink. What about you, big guy? I'm just gonna nod my head, yeah. I'm watching the rest of my party get obliterated, and I'm going, somebody's gotta be able to stay. Yeah, uh, three. Plus, three. plus I'm worried about Mermelnir, so. All right, what are we drinking? Sticking with the ale, or are we going with the hard stuff? I'm thinking, I just want some ale. Three ales? I'll take one more devil spit. Oh, one, two, three ales, one devil spit, two devil spit. I'll I'll take one of those two again. Three. Yeah. He looks at he looks at you pensively, Mirmander. Ale. Right. Three ales, three devil spits coming right up. <laughs> That's a good man right there. Yeah. Tyler, you have noticed that he is very attentive in what he does, mm-hmm. and he knows each and every one of his patrons, even the ones he just recently met. He gathers those up in due course, brings them to you efficiently. I'm going to nudge Yulman here. 
Like, hey, hey, buddy, come on. What's going on here? Well, come on. You can't just can't just breathe at me. I mean, come on. You can tell us. I'm just trying to forget. Well, who are you trying to forget? Guess I'm trying to forget the ones I cared about. Now, why would you do that? It sounds like a bad idea to me. We're gonna find proof that they're still alive. I'd rather not live with the memory of watching the woman I love's head get ripped from her body, or the daughter I rescued from that infertile place, watching her arms get ripped off, and the screams. Fuck. When did this happen? This was this was just this when you was in the woods there. Yeah. So did you actually see them? Were were they there with you? Looked pretty real to me. So what what actually happened to you when you went off on your own? I I found a cave and there was something calling to me. And I, I followed it down. I came to this large standing pool of water. And as soon as, as soon as my feet hit the shoreline, I watched my god, Kusodros, rise from the water, telling me that I have strayed and demanding submission. And... For me to give up my connections that tie me up here and that he believes have strayed me from my path. And then Mayala was there. And then and then Derma was there. But she couldn't say my name for some reason. And so she just called me dad. And then he wrapped his tendrils around Mayala's neck and around Nurma's little arms. He demanded submission. I demanded their release. All I can remember is the sickening tearing and the thunk, like a like a bottle hitting the floor of her head being liberated from her body. And then. Nurma. God. I couldn't bear to look for more than a second. But more tearing. And then screams. And then sobs. And then silence. That's pretty deep. Did you actually see the bodies where they left there in the cave floor I only saw Mayala's I couldn't bear to look at Nurma but I saw the body and the blood is your god still down in that cave do we need to go back that's the funny thing about gods they seem to be able to make caves disappear and reappear at will As soon as I left that cave, it was gone, but my wounds were all too real from when he threw me across the cave 
when he used his force breath at me. You know, there's something they don't tell you about using your voice as a weapon, especially with the one I have. It's like it beats your brain off the inside of your skull, and all you can do is sit there as the searing pain runs through your skull and down your back. You've got to be able to fight through it or else you're as good as dead. I swear I can still feel the pain. Well, you still look pretty beat up, for sure. Uh, I think we're probably going to need a bottle now, not just these shots. Uh, <laughs> thank you, sir. Uh, all right, let's just go over this for a moment. You said you got a daughter. Well, can we talk about her for a moment? And first of all, I, I just, I'm thinking that none of this was real. That's what I've been trying to say. Okay. We can drink all night, but I'm pretty sure none of this was real. Uh, but I want to hear about your daughter. Can you tell me about her? Not, not what happened to her. I want to know about her. Tell me about her. Tell me about her. <clears throat> all right. Well, her name is Nerma. Nerma? You, you gave her the name? No. That is her name that she told me. We found her in this infernal place where people went to do horrible things. She was locked in a cell, wrapped in a tattered, dirty blanket. And as we were clearing all the victims out, I opened the door and I couldn't just kick her out into the streets and tell her to just leave so she followed us and she eventually found a new home at Grinzander's where we believe she'll be or I thought she would be safe so she's more like an adopted daughter an actual daughter not that that makes any difference yeah the love's still the same looks like so how far away is she She's back in Aconitum Falls. So that's about five or six day ride. That's why I'm trying to find a way to get a message to her caretaker. Is that who you were talking to just a little while ago, that lady that's sitting back down at the table? She's the one sending the message? Yeah, the first attempt was to get to Nerma directly, but there was no response, and that's not entirely responsible. Nerma's pretty young, so she may not even understand how the spell works or know what was happening. Right, and then there was that, you left him with who? Grinzander? Grinzander, yep. He's a very reliable guy. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of hoping to hear about, like, ribbons and and butterflies. (laughs) I thought, but that is, that is, that is horrible. Uh, Ribbons and butterflies. Yeah, you know, little girls, they, they... Little girl things. Yeah, yeah, they, they run around and catch butterflies and with, you know, ribbons and stuff. In their hair, they don't do it with the ribbons. That'd be weird. <laughs> I'll take that moment to get a perception roll from Brax, please. Just with the configuration of who has their back to whom. As a natural 20. And I'll take a title over perception roll as well, too. A 23. Very aware of your surroundings. Uh, you noticed that as Mirholnir was telling his account of what he remembers of Nerma, you see the bard at the table that's not too far away. He's paying very close attention to your guys' conversation. And then would, uh, just out of curiosity, would, would, would I know that, like, I know a bard can do sending. Would Brax know a bard can do sending? Roll Knowledge Arcana. That's an eight. 
You know that bards can do magic. And I just, yeah, I see him clocking us. Yes. Oh, uh, hey, hey, buddy over there. Um, mm, yeah. You're a, you're a musician, yeah? I have some, like, I've, sure. I guess I've been accused of worse things. I'll have to hear about that sometime else. But, <laughs> um, um, would you mind playing something that could lighten up the mood in here? My, my friend over here is just... I'll, I'll walk over to him. Uh, uh, sure. I mean, I mean, and the female gnome was just like, oh, yeah, play something, play something. He's like, uh, yeah. Uh, DeVito, you mind if I do a set? DeVito glances at him. He's like, gestures uh, in a manner that is half dismissive, somewhat acquiescent. You get the feeling that uh, this bard doesn't really need to ask permission around here to do things. And so he scoots his chair back, pulls his lute up from where it was resting, sets it on his lap, and for now, just begins to play a jovial tune. No lyrics, but just trying to change the mood, as you requested. And the instant he starts playing, That's my jam! (laughs) The instant he starts playing, the tavern as a whole does respond. There's a few smatterings of applause. Everybody. Freebird! <laughs> you get the idea that he is well liked around here, and the fact that he started contributing to the atmosphere is uh, positive as he's playing. Is there anything particular that you want to hear? Oh, you know, I, I, uh, not, not really. Um,. I don't even know where he's from. What what I was gonna say, maybe something from where he's from, but uh, I'm not even sure. Hmm. Where where is he from? Hey, Mural Munir. Yeah, when you call my name, I'll look back. Hey, where where are you from? Why? I was gonna ask this guy to play a song from there. Do your people even have music? Where I'm from, we do not play any music. This is what this is what I'm working with. I feel your pain. Brax, roll perception. And then that's 21. The female gnome sitting across the table from the bard say, Oh, you should play the terrible splendid blue. And you see the bard shoot her a look. It's just a quick, hard look at her that expresses he didn't like what she just said. But then he turns back to you, and his previous smile is unfazed. Yeah, so this is what I'm working with. Uh, uh, what's, what song was she saying there? <laughs> that's nothing. Oh, re- really? Yeah. Okay. So what, what would you suggest, song-wise? As he plays, he hits a very poignant chord, and it's almost as if the silence within the music is supposed to be there. <laughs> he lifts up his hands and gestures to himself in a manner that says, I'm playing what I think I should play. And then he picks up the beat again. Well, I think it's perfect, then, yeah. And I'm, I'm just going to sit down in the closest chair, that's, which I assume is right there. At his table? Mm-hmm. The female next to you is... Slight, as most gnomes are, she has a blue-feathered hairpiece accentuating her hair. Her simple clothes and dirt smudges on her face suggest she may have come from the fields, and she absently puffs on a pipe as she engages her companions, which is now you. So as you sit down, she says, oh, hello. Hey, uh, she's the one that said something about the song, right? Correct. What's, what song are you talking about? Scoot a little closer to her. What song are you talking about? I said it's nothing. That's the bard. He does not like that song. Come on, tell me. He he, he won't just tell me. Roll persuasion. That is 14. She kind of glances at him, and he has turned his focus back to the table that's off to his right there, and making him nod motions and whatever, and is interacting with the crowd. And she says quickly, I'm really not, I don't think he wants me to talk about it. That's all right. We'll we'll figure it out a little bit later on. Uh, 
What, what are you doing here? What? It's, it's really good, though. Oh, God, tell me right now, then. I... He's exchanging something. He's having a conversation with somebody at the next table. She says, oh, it's, uh, I guess, not really a ballad. It's not really an epic. It's not really a... But it's, anyway, it's a song. It's the terrible Splendid Blue. It's quite good. It's about the, uh, the, the dragon that, uh, used to occupy the, uh, earthen woven lilac. Well, you, you talk real fast, and <laughs> I just, I want to hear this song now. Uh, as you said, it's got the dragon in it, and I'm probably talking kind of loud. I'm just The bird attention snaps back to you. I so in, <laughs> oh, bless your heart. It is really nothing, though. It's just a little ditty. It's not that good. You know, I bet it's not very good. I bet, I bet you're right. Uh, well, I would not take that bet because you're absolutely right. Yeah, I bet I am. In fact, I bet I could play. I bet I could play better than you, and everyone here will think I'm better than you. I'll get my harmonica out. Is that so? Stops playing for a moment. I thought you were concerned about cheering up your friend. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's going on over there? Let's cut to the bar for a second. Um, as Brax is over interacting, uh, Tyrolor, Valryl, and Mirmolnir. I'm looking at the bottle of Devil's Spit and contemplating just grabbing it and downing the entire thing. What do you want your next character to be? <laughs> so, Mirmolnir, you told us about Nerma. You said there was another person you've seen in, in the cave, Mayala. May what can you tell us about her? Yeah, to be honest, she, she kind of saved our asses. Her and her companions. We were leaving that infernal place with Nurma and Mukal's bunch of their enforcers had found out about our what we were doing, and they had the building surrounded. They were threatening to kill off one of the people we had freed, and so just as we were about to go out and fight. If I'm being honest, probably die. There was just this flurry of action, like throwing knives and a lot of a lot of cool shit happening. And they they had a really good name. They were called like the uh, they they had a really cool like group name. It was like the the Green Alliance or. The Emerald Vengeance. Oh, I was thinking it was like the Jade Avengers or something like that. <laughs> the Jade Avengers sounds sounds better, but we'll go. Yeah, yeah, Emerald Vengeance or whatever. I I don't know. I didn't care too much for the rest of the group, but Mayala, they helped us get back to safety, and after. A lot of talking um, with the group in general. I went and put Nermet to bed. Then I went back down, and the rest of the elves were still drinking ale, and I was just drinking water. And eventually, me and Mayala went up to her room, and we we talked a lot about our past and where we had been and how we got to where we are. Outside of my clan, she's probably the only one that knows how how we were butchered that day. And then, yeah, 
that was a long night. Interesting. Well, I hope uh, Brax is right and we're only visions. That didn't actually happen, but just want to let you know that we're here for you if you want to take vengeance. Because they obviously seem like very important people to you. There's a lot of people I want to take vengeance on. It was just a joke. It, you know, you know. Not a very good joke, but... With me trying to let go of the past, I, I forgive you for your remarks you made. I just... I don't know. It was kind of a lot seeing light gain in that shattered state and... In some ways, I still blame myself for his death, but... I mean, if anything, I'm as much to blame as you are. I'm the one that split the party. No. No, no. I I don't blame you. You did what you felt was necessary to protect your kin. And so I don't blame you in the slightest. You shouldn't blame yourself. We were almost exterminated that night. Your husband got thrown into a fire and almost roasted to death, and I made the choice to grab him first and get him out of the fire and then run to let gain, but... Molly, didn't you just say something about trying to let the past go? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I tell you what, let's get another round of that devil spit and cheers to let gain. You got a bottle in front of you. All right, so pour three. You getting one? I'll do Tyler. just this one. Hey Brax, you want you want a shot? Hey, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's 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 do a let's. Okay, you and me, we're gonna go oh, do this shot. You and me, okay? Okay. And then uh, and then we're gonna play and we're gonna play instruments and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hear that song, your song. Let's go. Oh, I think there needs to be more stakes involved if I'm gonna play that song. The gnome next to you at the table perks up and is very excited. Just at the notion that he might play it. He might. Okay. So I'll I'll be back. I'll be right back. I'll come. I'm gonna come take. I'll be back. Take your time. What's going on here? We're gonna do a shot to lat gain. To lat gain. To lat gain. To lat gain. Okay. Yeah. To lat gain. To lat gain. Who's lat gain again? That was the other dragonborn that fell in battle. Remember when we first met up? Oh, and that, yeah. Then that's I made right. a rude comment, and then he wanted to. Okay. Yeah. I remember to now. Kick my ass. I remember so now. He's he's pretty greased, and I think we made up. So things are good. Well, that's that's good to hear. That's real good to hear. Hey, you all want to hear a song about a dragon? What kind of dragon? We got two right here. Uh, that dragon that's been floating around that that's around here. Is that what you're talking about? That table over there? Yeah, apparently, that? apparently that guy do wrote it. a song about a dragon. What kind of dragon? Do you say what dragon it was about? No, he won't sing it. He won't sing it, but did they describe what dragon? We have to go ask ask him. Didn't you say it was a blue dragon? I did say the title of the song. I, I'll give you that. And he didn't pay attention. I'm not. You're useless, Brax. You're <laughs> I'm useless. very useless. <laughs> You're not giving me names. <laughs> Roll intelligence. Roll intelligence to see if you clocked the name of the song. There's a one. So no. Azure skies. You're lucky that you think it's about a dragon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so there's a song about a dragon. So we're going to go back there and see those. I think we all want to hear a song about a dragon, right? I think so. If we're going to hear a song about a dragon, we should maybe try and wake Grom up. Eh. You want me to wake him up? No, no, just just let him sleep. 
Well, let's, uh, everybody who took a dragon spit, let's have a constitution. Oh, shit, here we I go. I was waiting for This couch is about to get full. An 18. Cool. 14. That's an 18. 16. All right, yeah, you guys, you were expecting it. DeVito sees you all take the shot, and you all handle it the way you handle it, and he's like, nice. All right, Brax, we going back to I see think, if yeah, let's play go. this song about this dragon? Yeah, I think we should go over there. You guys coming? Mirror you probably fall over, won't you? Uh, Stand I, don't, up. I don't think I can leave this chair. I think I'm just going to hang out with him. All right, it's just me and you, Brax. Let's go. How'd that shot sit with you? My buddy, he uh, he wants to hear your dragon song. Oh, my dragon song. Yes. And he turns and gives the gnome across the table a dirty look. Oh, but you were saying that you could outperform me. Oh, that's right. I'm, I'm pretty good, right? Don't you think? Sure. Yeah, I think you're pretty good. What are you willing to wager? This guy right now. <laughs> I thought we were better friends than that, Brax. Hey, don't. <laughs> this just turned from fun drinking to human trafficking. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I don't need him. Well, I don't know. What's what's a song worth? Well, you want to make a bet about the performance. Oh, yeah. Uh, so now what are you betting? That I'm a better performer than him? Roll insight. Uh, Twelve. You clock that he might have a little bit of an arrogant streak in him. And so this tact that you're taking of, well, let's prove who's better, is at first he dismissed you out of hand. But the more you talk about it, the more he's thinking, uh, I might have to put this guy down. So if my buddy here, Brax, is a better musician than you, you play the dragon song. Hmm. What do you want? What do you want from me? What do you got? I got lots of stuff, but uh, what do you, I mean, what do you want? Well, you have. I need to know what I'm dealing with here. Do you have money? Yeah, we got money. We got, we got money. Of course we got money. We're in this place, right? You have money? <laughs> yes, roll deception with disadvantage since Tyler piled on with uh, you have money. So five. <laughs> well, we'll obviously have to come to some sort of other agreement. Do you have money? He's made out of gold. <laughs> look, at, look at me. I have some uh, money. Not a lot of money. The hubris of the gold. It never gets old. Ooh, that rhymed. I should write a song about that. I don't know what we got. Um, hmm. What do you want? He won't tell us what he wants. He just wants money, but we don't got a bunch of money. You know what? I'll just make everybody here love me more than they love you. That'll be the, that'll be the win. So I'll win, and you'll have to sing the song, and they'll love me more. <laughs> It'll be perfect. Uh-huh. I start playing my harmonica. Performance to 12. Not very good. You bust out a good little harmonica song. It's one of those things where it's uh, if you've picked up an instrument as a child and you've learned to play your favorite song, you got that in your in your pocket. So you you peel that off. Any comments from the bar while Brax is playing his harmonica? Tyler? No, I'm just watching. All right, the bard sits back and watches. And you get done, and he says, well, that, Yeah, see, that was Slow pretty good. Clap, everybody. Very well done. And the people surrounding are like, Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that was better than I thought, actually. That's <laughs> very nice. That's very nice. You got something better than that? Uh, yes, I do, actually. And much to your dismay, it is not the dragon song. (laughs) 
And the other girl says, Will you just play it? Are we getting a dragon song? Depends on this roll. Not right now. <laughs> he looks at her, he says, you know, Bide. Bide your time. And he turns back to you. And then he proceeds to play a song on his lute, and I will have him roll another performance check on that. Which is a 17 on the die. I kick beads. Don't clap for him. It's not. I won't clap for him. He disgusts me. And he finishes, and he says, Are you not entertained? No, that kind of sucks. And the bar erupts in applause. He is not only loved here, but that was pretty good. Yeah, fair enough. That Yeah, that's that's good. That's fair enough, sir. All right. Well, I think um, you might owe me a bottle of devil spit. <gasps> Wait a minute. V, did I, did I say that? We didn't say any of that. You wanted to have a competition? Yeah, you didn't stake your wages. I don't think you get a bottle of devil spit. Well, we got. We actually do have a bottle up there. We could probably just all take one together. Yeah, we could take one together. Man. You know what? I'll tell you what. I'll take a shot of devil spit. We could do that. <laughs> all right. You want me to bring it over to you, or you want to come over? Oh, you're bringing it here. That's 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 fair. He looks very comfortable in his spot. Yeah. He's sitting there very smug. Mm-hmm. Very smug. Very arrogant. He's lucky we're not in real size right now, because I'd probably just step on him. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> is that the game? You're lucky I am not real size. What does that mean? I don't, that confuses me. Roll Whoa. insight. <laughs> Both of you. It's a high DC. 24. Five. Valeril has no clue. Brax, you think? That was a was a strange thing to say. And man, that was delivered in a an overtly confident manner. You think that that meant more than just, I grow when I leave this place. Rex and Valrel return to the bar. Oh man, V, this is not going quite going mind mind that. I was I really thought I was gonna get him to play that song. He is kind of stubborn. I don't know why. I wonder if it's maybe got too much info in it. Yeah, probably. Hey, uh what what was your name? DeVito? What was mm, your Yes. Um can we get first of all, can we get some shots and then it also do you know have you heard this song that this guy over here is talking about? I Need a little bit more to go on. A dragon song, it's right? It's a dragon song. I mean, who's singing? Just do it. I'm sorry. I've been preoccupied. I just assume everyone's talking to me all the time, so... Uh, the, I see that. The singing guy over there. Oh, the singing guy? Oh, Ganoff, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, first, I guess, second, I don't know what number we're on now, but I gotta get drinks for us and a song from him, and, and it's about a dragon. I see. So do you know... Very good. The dragon song? I do. I know the dragon song. He doesn't know the dragon song, V. So drinks? Yeah. Are you sure you don't know this dragon song? I feel I mean, like I've heard it. You've heard it. Yeah. Do you know what it's about? You've heard. Wait, you've heard the dragon song? It's about a dragon. <laughs> what kind of dragon? Drinks? What kind of dragon? So no drinks. Yes, drinks. Drinks. But can you can you and make him play the back song? And goes about his business of I getting you drinks. This guy. I mean, seem kind of rude, don't they? I just don't want to sing about dragons. <laughs> I guess not. Is it because they think it, we got two dragons in here? We're gonna get offended. Are you are you offended? Um, nudge Mjolnir. Offended by what? By them not singing the dragon song. There's a song about dragons. That's what I'm saying. There's there's a song about dragons, and they won't sing it. Okay. Here you go. Here's drinks. All right. Well, I gotta take this back over to that guy. Uh, I'll just start walking over there. I'm gonna walk with him back over there. 
Ah, oh, drinks. Very good. Yeah, so I'll slide his drink over, and I'm not going to drink mine right away. I'll just put it there, so whatever he does, I guess. We'll see. All right, he picks it up. Cheers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll pick, I'll pick it up. To the dragon song? Cheers. To the dragon song. To the I dragon like, song. To the dragon song. And I'll not just the gnome next to me. Or kick her. I don't know where she's at. <laughs> Ow! It's to the dragon song. Yes, right? to the dragon song. Yeah. Did I see you throw it off? About the half side? of it. Okay. Just like <laughs> yep. half of it. Yep. You're really not gonna sing this dragon song for me after all we've been through together. Roll persuasion. Mm, Thirteen. He seems to be just amused by how much you want this quote-unquote dragon song. How do you even know there is a dragon song? Somebody, you told me there was a dragon song. Well, I think it was. Well, I, I came over and you said there's a dragon song, so I don't know where that came from. But I'm interested to hear the dragon song because. I, I mean, I didn't realize it was tourist season already. Tourist. This guy's funny, ain't he? He's super funny. I'm very uh, funny. What color is the dragon? Which dragon? In the song. Do you play dice? I love dice. Yes, I. Yes. All right. I'll tell you what. Ah. <sighs> Yes, that last shot has hit me just perfectly. If you can come up with something to wager, then I will play dice with you for the dragon song. Well, what do you what do you what do you know about uh, one of these? And I'll pull out a blood ruby. That's a pretty gem. It's a super uh, rare, pretty giant gem. Oh, we could we can I mean, wager this if you say so. Yeah, you can tell he just thinks it's a ruby. So you're not interested in these? Me. Man, he says, V, what do you got? What we what do we got? Have some gold. <laughs> oh, we could bet gold. Yeah. Do you want to bet gold? Remember your tab. Uh, how much gold? How much gold you got, V? One gold. We got two gold. <laughs> we got two gold. And at that point, the female gnome ice wind is like <laughs> <laughs> Where do tell? Where are you from? Oh, this is delightful. Your ignorance is well. It's none of your business. You want to tell us? You want to sing us that song? You don't. You don't need to know where we're from. All right. So you don't want to. You don't want to bet for gold. <laughs> no. Well, how I, much I gold would you bet? What would you bet for? I so when. What do you think that song is worth? Like, oh, it's a really good song. You should. It's. It's worth a lot. Mm. My compatriot here has <laughs> reaffirmed. Uh, One hundred and fifty. I, I highly doubt that song's worth 150. There's no way. It's There's worth no it. way any song is worth that. No, no way. These guys clowning us. <laughs> At this point, we'll uh, cut back to Talor and Mirmelner. How's it going over there? How dexterous can I be with my tail? How dexterous do you want to be with your tail? Can I pick up like a drink with it? Um, I would say that is. It would be as easy to do as. You, Peyton, to pick up a drink with your toes. So, possible. Fun to watch. But we're going to have to have a high dex roll. <laughs> I'm not in a state to try that. I'm going to, like, attempt it. He's going to try and swing my tail around to try and, like, grab a drink. But after a little bit, I'm just going to give up on that and go back to hoping no one will step on it. Let's have a dex. Or acrobatics. Uh, 14. It goes about how you explained. You got a couple strange looks from various patrons. Taylor, anything? Um, at this point I'm just watching these guys make a fool of themselves, wondering why they're so desperate for a dragon song. Alright, you're buying your time. Come back to Brax and Valrel. Looking around, is there anybody who keeps looking at me? Because I'm Brax. 
Roll perception. 14. I think there are several patrons that are giving you glances because you are standing up next to the bard's table and interacting with him. Basically, I'm just waiting for... I want someone to make eye contact with me so I can go over to them. Okay. Uh, this gentleman right here. He is a heavyset gray-haired gnome with a conventional monocle on his right eye. You think he must be some sort of scholar given the amount of books and loose paper that seems to be almost falling off of him. But yes, you have garnered his attention. Hey, you see that guy over there? Everyone always says book learning is real, real important and worth a lot of stuff. Uh, we go talk to him. I bet he can, he can talk this guy into singing a song. Yeah, let's go over there and talk to this guy. This, I'm, I had enough of this guy over here. Yeah, me too. Now get up. Toodaloo. Oh, I'll see you a little bit later. Oh, sure. With the 150? Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you go over to the table. That is about 10, 15 feet south of you. I just plop down. Ew. Hey, ew. There's a, there's a lot of books you got there. Hmm. Yes. You know about the dragon song? Dragon song? In your books, is there a dragon song? Have you been drinking? V, did you give me drinks? No. Not at all. I have not been drinking. Also, the other gnome at the table, as you approached, that long-haired gnome was chatting with his companion, occasionally taking a draw from his long pipe. He sports an earring in each ear, and a small orange fox sleeps contentedly at his feet. I have not been drinking at all. I don't believe you. You have to believe V. He's the one, he's the one that tells you the truth. Believe it or not, we haven't been drinking. He hasn't been drinking. He's got a drink in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you do actually have ales in your hand. <laughs> I never knew you could get drunk off one drink. I wonder which one it was. All right, I've been drinking. Of course, we've been drinking. We're at a bar. Of course, we're drinking. Where are we, where are we supposed to do in here? Welcome to Ekino. Thanks. Did you say he has a fox? Mm hmm. What, what's the deal with your fox here? Oh, that's my fox. Can you talk to him? Yeah, yeah, sure. Hey, fox. See? Well, no, like really talk to him though, like really talk to him, like have conversations with him, and you know find out about him. Sometimes I like to think so, but you don't talk to your fox. You talk to your fox? If I have fox, I talk to him. Yeah. Where do you hear from? Where? What? I said. Yeah, where do you hail from? We're down, way down south, way way down south. Hmm. We're we're looking for. Yeah, here, uh, here, here it's in the accent. What were you looking for, V? Uh, dragon song, apparently. The dragon huh. song. That's, we're <laughs> looking for that dragon song. We got a comedian in our midst. Oh, you've heard of Ganoff then, huh? What was that? <clears throat> oh, you've heard of Ganoff then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's that guy over there, ain't it? The singing guy. Yeah, yeah, the guy that won't sing the dragon song? Yeah, it's kind of a touchy subject. Why? Why? Not that I don't care. You got any touchy subjects in your life? Well, let's hear about the dragon song first, and then we'll tell you about our touchy subjects. Hey. Roll persuasion. Fifteen. Yeah, just uh, not quite sure why. Uh, just don't be close to home for him. I spent a lot of time researching that uh, looks to his right and on his left several times. A time researching that you uh, know situation on you. What situation? And at that, they both get a little bit not comfy. And then the one with the foxes. Yeah, it's a mystery there. I'm not sure what Ganoff has to do with it, but. It's, uh, I don't know. It's touchy. It's almost like he knew him. Like he knew the dragon? Shh. Oh, sorry. So, like he knew the dragon? 
don't know. It's a uh, tablet. Okay. And um, Brax, let's have a persuasion roll just to see how. Sixteen. Not super high, but enough to get them to be a little bit chatty about things. Going with foxes. So, I don't know. It's uh, you get him a you get have drinks in him, or you win a bet, or whatever. He'll play the song, but it's. I don't know, he plays the song, and afterwards he's very morose. Seems like it's a special song. I don't know, I'm not a songwriter, but uh, sometimes I've heard you write things, and then you get attached to them. It's, uh... Let's just say that if he actually sings that song, there might be a bar fight afterwards. He gets, uh... How do I say? Sensitive? Yeah, sensitive. So he's gonna be fighting people? Yeah, it depends on how his mood takes him. Depends on how much, uh, devil spit he's got in him. So we should get more? Is what you're saying? I'm not saying anything, but if you want to hear that song, maybe either get him drunk and hit him at that sweet spot, or make a bet. You have you have some money I borrow, like 150 gold I can borrow from you. <laughs> <laughs> no. You want we make a bet for it? Sure. Just bet you one gold that I can borrow it from you. Deal. And he picks out one gold and sets it on the table. Put my gold on the table too. Can I, can I borrow that from you, please? No. Look, I win. Oh, man. <laughs> he takes the two <laughs> V, what did I just do? Probably should use some of your things, your magic. Hey, rest on. That was a pretty good bit. Oh, that's, you're right. That's what I should. I'm a sure thing. Cast Charm Person. I rolled in that one, so you don't even have to look it up. Which one did you cast it on? Uh, the one I lost the bet to. So the one with the fox? You know what? That wasn't fair. You know, that was silly. Here, have your go. Let's do it again, though, right? Let's do it again. Okay. Okay. All right, can I borrow 150 gold from you, please? No. Just being a, a super good friend, though, right? We're friends, but no. Damn, B. Why do you keep letting me lose money? You lose the money. I gave you money back. Stop losing the money. I just keep losing <laughs> the money. Oh, I'm going to walk around to uh, Brax and kind of whisper to him. You should cast a spell and see if you can talk to that fox. Right. I could I could talk to the fox, but I'm not gonna be able to do much more after this today. If that's what is that what we're doing? We, we could gamble for it. For for your fox? No, for the money. You know, one versus 150. That's uh, that's ridiculous. Says you. No, I don't think there's a time in my life where I'll risk 150 gold to win one gold. Risk versus reward. Come on, you. Plus, you get a song out of it too. I've heard the song. Can you tell me the song? No, it's quite good. <laughs> Nobody Jeez. wants to talk in this bar, do they? <laughs> All right, let me tell you this. How, how much gold do you have? Well, right now, I've got a couple gold in here. Two, three gold. I got three gold. Gold deception. You have more than that. Yeah, I do. Not, but not much. But not much. I got, I got six gold, not including that one I just put on the table there. The one I give back to you? Yes. Now I got seven gold, right? You tell me. Yeah, seven gold. Let's say I was to wager, hmm, 20 gold. Would you be able to match that? And he puts 20 gold on the table. Do you got any gold? Yes. About 34. Are we matching this? We want to try to get up to 150. Did I say 20? I meant 30. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> We're going to stick at 20. I'll give you, how many did you have? Seven? Yeah, I had seven gold. How much does it cost to get out of here? Oh, that's right. Oh, oh, that's right. Hmm, I think it's about... It's five silver. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> can I keep five silver for 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 sure and always just put in my pocket? I'm going to slide one of those silver, because I assume it's not all just gold. I'm going to take one of the silvers and put five of them put in my pocket. So, what's the wager? Uh, 
20 for 20, right? That's what we're doing? Yeah. What? Wait, what game are we going to play? Oh, this is a fun one. Don't worry. So, here, I happen to have some of these these rocks in my pocket. Or you have a set of dice, don't you? Oh, uh, yeah. So, find your eight-sider and your six-sider and your four-sider. Are you both playing or just the one of you? No, he's playing. Because that'd be 40 gold. You got 40 gold? No, I said that would be. Because I gave you gold to play. If, if he wants another 20 for me to play, I'd put another 20 in there. So, no. Syntix, are you playing? Yeah, I think I'll play. He pulls out his 20 gold and puts it on. The pot is 60. <laughs> Two against one. Better win some money, guys. You be quiet over there at the bar. <laughs> right. It's pretty simple, really, but there can be some betting and raising. But if that's all you got, we can just go do an all or nothing. Yeah, I think we'll probably do all or nothing. It's going to have to be all or nothing. Here's how the game works. You take that eight-sider and you roll it in your private. You don't tell me what it is. At that point, it'd be around betting. But since that's all your money, we're not going to bet. Now you take that six-sider and you roll it out in front of everybody. I got two. And the one with the fox rolls a three. And Syntex, the one with all the books, rolls a five. See, at this point, we would bet with that five and you not knowing my eight. I would go ahead and bet the farm. But as it stands. What are we trying to get to? The highest number. Oh, just the highest number altogether? Mm-hmm. Oh, this was a practice round, right? And here's the kicker. If you double up, those dice explode. You get to roll them again. So if you roll a four on your eight-sider and a four on your six-sider, at the end you get to roll a bunch of four-siders. All right, so roll your four-sider out in front of everybody. All right, and then we'd bet again, and then we'd show. And then if you doubled up at anything, you'd get to explode. So I got a five, a two, and a four. So none of those doubled up, so okay. you don't get any more dice. Okay, so that's just the number so I got. five and a two and a four. Yep. That's what, 11. The one with the fox lifts whatever he was using to conceal to show an eight and you saw his three and he just rolled a one so that is 12 and then the other one syntax had a seven and a five and a two well that was a good practice man i'm so glad that you showed me how to play that game uh so let's i, I think so let's i think go. we should leave that at practice wrong because we had no idea how to play it so uh so let's go ahead and I'm gonna, so I take this persuasion i got an 18 i got a nine you know what? That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So divvy up the money. Put the money back. There's your 20. There's your 20. There's All right. 20. All right. So we're starting over. We want to start with 10? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Oh, you want to do the betting thing? Okay. I mean, right, it seems good. like, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> All right. So they put both anti their 10. All right. I'm going to go ahead. Wait, you want to roll these ones? Hey, which one are you playing? Well, you play. We... Hey, it was in secret. All right. No, there's a round of betting. Oh, round betting. So the one with the fox says, I check. Actions to you. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm going to check too. The other one says, I bet two gold. Tink, tink. The other one says, uh, yeah, I'm going to sit this one out. That's a lot of gold. It's like almost all our gold. Well, at least it ain't the 20. It's only 10 right now, but then it'll be 12. Right. But if I lose it, then we got zero. Well... Okay, if I back out now, I got zero too, though, right? It, pretty much, you, you lose your ten, so might as well just we'll go go one more round. One more, all right, one so more bet. Two See more where gold they go. Down. Two more gold. Call. Yeah. Okay. Six sided. Here we go. He rolled a four. I rolled a one. Okay. So that's you can see action to you. All right. So. Let's go ahead and check this then, right? Oh, no, I think I did. Oh, there's uh, two, is it worth two more gold? What do you think? No. No, I, uh, I'm going to back out of this one, too. 
That's probably smart. Get a seven and a four. Oh, that, oh man. I'm sorry, B. I, I don't know why <laughs> you give me all your money to gamble away. I think you should be the one gambling. Yeah, I probably should. Yeah, I appreciate you get some left. You want to go one more time? Five gold. Because we, ha- we, have, we have eight left. You got eight left. I've got no money left. All right, five gold. All right. And they both throw in their five. Actions to the better. So that's five gold. Raise you two. A food. I've got one more. It calls your two. So pot pots up to 14. And he rolls a one. Two. One gold. He eyeballs the two in front of you. He throws that one in. Now the d4. He's showing a two. He's showing a one. So we're both throwing three total. Yep. Can I put a side bet in? Take my, my five silver out. One gold. All right. I'll, I'll match your one gold. He's got six total. Ten. Take it down. Sixteen total. Uh, anyway, so uh, what are you so interested in about this dragon zone? You know that? That's a good question. I don't. Re- I don't really remember. Uh, I said it was a really good song, and then he said he wouldn't sing it for me. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, you can't have it, so you want it. That, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's basically it, really. You've been into the devil spit tonight, haven't you? You know, over he has, <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, it's fun stuff. Fun stuff, fun stuff. You know, uh, you know DeVito has uh, some lesser restoration potions if you're getting too drunk, just saying. But you don't have any money, so it's fine. V's got the money, though. Yeah, he's <laughs> got my money. Damn straight. You should probably get more of their money, V. We're pretty close to that the amount how, we how need for How much money you got over there? How much money you got over there? You've got, you took my money. You got it. Right there. Right there. I see oh, it, yeah. yeah. Right there? Yeah. yeah probably should hold pile. on to this yeah. when we get out of here, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I might sneak it from you. I'll give you, when we walk out, I'll give you some of this money back. But right now. All right. Right now. I should probably give it to Tyler. Or she seems smart with money. <laughs> All right. At that point, we'll cut back to Mirror and Tyler. What are you guys doing? I am very deep in thought. My eyes have kind of lost focus, and I'm just staring off, like, just deep in thought. I am trying to get my head wrapped around what exactly we need to be doing right now versus what my party's actually doing. I think Mermelnir is going to be okay for the minute, so I'm not watching him as intently. Yeah, but you look over and you see across the bar, Brax and Velreal sliding money around the table with two gnomes. And it's their money. Hey, DeVito. Hmm. How bad of a hangover does that devil spit leave a person? Pretty fierce. And if I wanted to try and save my husband that fierce headache, is there any way around that? Yeah. Funny you should ask. Uh, yes, it's interesting. We have a certain clientele that uh, come here for that devil spit. But um, we've also have there were some growing pains and a learning curve, or however you want to phrase it. Uh, we do keep a few um, things of magical nature on hand in case anybody wants to uh, just go ahead and wipe that away for the evening. Fortunately, we have some pretty talented alchemists in town, but unfortunately, uh, the materials and everything, it, it can be a little costly. Yes, we have potions of lesser restoration for the discounted price of 115 gold. And you would know, given your background in dealing with things like that, that a lesser restoration potion actually goes for upwards of 200. So that is severely discounted. Yeah. Thank you for that knowledge. I'll have to uh, 
think on that. All right. Well, let me know. And that that will cut back to the uh, twins back here. How are drinks looking? Uh, you're probably finished your ale by this point. You're ready for another round. I be, I'm, I'm going to see if, if Tyler gets more drinks. It's a good idea. I'll come to the bar. So, yeah, I walk up to Hey, Tyler, I was wondering if you could get us some drinks for the friends over here. We were playing some dice, and I ran out of money, and we just needed more drinks. Um, why would I do that? Well, I bet, um, well, I bet Grom would have fun doing it with us. Grom's asleep. We could wake Grom up. I think if Grom wakes up, I'm just going to have him drink water. So, is that... So, are you saying yes? No. Your tab is already quite significant, I'm sure. B's, B's taking care of it, I think. So. Yeah, I got it. More beers. There you go. He's got gotcha. you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We're just, if you want to play games, <laughs> Miriam and are playing games over here, too. I'm still very just lost in thought. Stumble on back. I think we should wake up Grom. Yeah, let's go wake him up. How are we going to wake him up? How do you want to do it? Good question. I'm going to kick him off that chair real quick. I'm curious. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you got any spells you can cast on him to wake him up? I want to watch you kick him off the chair. Okay, I'm going to kick him off first. So. I call the spell cold water. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to walk over there and just grab him by the foot and pull him off the chair. Okay. Um, let's have a willpower save. Uh, it's a wisdom save, sorry. 13. That's enough. Yeah, that wakes you up. Slow the cart down. It's too bumpy. <laughs> Grab, you're not in the cart. You're still in the pub, the bar, whatever. Slow the pub down. It's too <laughs> bumpy. <laughs> we got these characters over here that have a song about a dragon. We need someone to help convince them to sing this song. The Clockwork Dragon! I don't know what's about I don't think it's about the Clockwork Dragon, but it's about a dragon he won't tell us. Bar went silent. I think that that was the thing. (laughs) You got it. You got it. That was the thing to say. What did I win? The bard says, What what did you say? I said uh, the clockwork dragon and slow down the bar. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> Ask Dermaler. He built it. Ranganoff. Tell me, what do you know about Ranganoff? Is he just shouting at me from across <laughs> yeah, the room? No, the bar is quiet enough <laughs> that he can speak at a normal speaking voice and you can hear him. Tell me what you know about Ranganoff. And puts me on edge. Who is asking? Looking around, bleary-eyed. <laughs> From the floor, I can't even see anybody over the edge of the couch. Drunks will be drunks. <laughs> and things start up again. So, ringing off, is that, is that the dragon you're looking for? Val! Yes, Grum. <laughs> I, I am going to kill me a dragon. And what color is this dragon again? It's blue. Ah... Uh, it gets mad if you don't say your R's right. That's what Kevlar told me. I stand up and instantly my mood turns super threatening. Oh, shit. <laughs> Incredibly threatening. Don't you move, Valril. You come over here and kick me off this sofa. And you don't bring me a drink, you son of a bitch. They're on their way, Grom. I got a drink coming for you. 
You can have my drink, Rom. Here you go. Hey. I'll toss her back and my mood instantly changes. <laughs> I need something to wash away this fog. And Tyler Lars saying a whole new side to her husband. <laughs> I had this greatest dream. Ah, there was somebody playing harmonica. It was beautiful. The most beautiful thing I'd heard. And then I was fighting a clockwork dragon. Well, we got a guy over here that has a song about dragon. Maybe we should go over to this table and talk to him about it. Hey. it uh, the pub went silent when we said you said ring and all. It might be about that dragon. Well, let's go learn about the dragon, boys. Who, who are we? Who, who, who? <laughs> Dermalar! Tom! <laughs> oh, back among the living! Huh? I dreamed you made me a gigantic boomer. <laughs> and I killed a dragon with it. I also died in the process. It was glorious. The best of dreams. Tathonbad! Tathonbad! <laughs> I'm up. I'm up. All right. Is there really a lady standing here with some vegetables? <laughs> well, this table just got funky. Hey, loot player. I heard you know a song about a dragon. Is it Ringenoff, by chance? The grandpa to my friend Kebler. Cheating with backstory? <laughs> I'll allow it. He stops. He looks at you. Hey, you know Kebler. He finds his smile again and says, What do you know of Kebler? Well, I think I know a great many things. But I think you might know a great many things about... And I butcher my <laughs> R rolling because I'm slurring a bit. I think you might know a great many things, but... Ring it off. You got the look of pain in your eyes, father. Why so sad? You're obviously here for a song, huh? I don't give a damn about a song. Oh, well, good. I'm curious about a dragon. You know what, friend? Are you also a relative? I'll give you a song. Well, I better get a drink if I'm listening to a tune. Drink! (laughs) Just (laughs) shouting into the air and hoping something shows up. Anybody paying attention to DeVito sees him go about his business. When he said, you're obviously here for a song, I'll give you a song. The bar quieted down. And yeah, let's do the song. All right. The drinks are brought. Everybody settles in. And apparently this is something that's important that surrounds this town in terms of lore. As the bard sits down with his lute, and he actually pulls his chair out and situates it. It's not just him strumming for the general populace's entertainment, but we'll give it a go. was a terrible splendid blue back in the days of yore his exploits were of great renown it was he they did adore the time when Lorathia was still known as Corno the critics and bards would loud and proclaim his deeds they would extol would shower his vassals with benevolence and riches, bestowing kindly equanimity, bequeathing to those unsolicited protection and an unabashed, unbiased magnanimity. And if any opposed, they would quickly discover his fierceness in true actuality. His claws, his teeth, his lightning breath would turn out to not be hyperbole. Yet in the face of his magnificent fury, 
His opponents would make a discovery Despite his power, his strength, his rage His biggest threat was his poetry With his mighty prose, the legs of which none could ever oppose. He would defeat his foes with his mighty prose, the legs of which none could ever oppose. His couplets maimed and his sonnets proclaimed. This lyricist indeed was no amateur. They would strive, they would fight, but eventually Hull would die by his iambic pentameter. His couplets maimed and his sonnets proclaimed. This lyricist indeed was no amateur. They'd strive, they would fight, but eventually Hull would die by his iambic pentameter. They would strive, they would fight, but eventually all would die by his iambic pentameter. And then one day he met his love, sweet Ella, fair and fine. She coaxed him from his beloved home, for her beauty was quite divine. For they shared an audacious spirit, their dauntless fervor was boundless. Seizing all opportunity that came their way The adventures they found were countless And whilst the poet was away Pursuing exploits far afield There appeared a nemesis with great design For nefarious magics he did wield For it was the blues home he coveted So wickedness infiltrated The usurper using a great relic of power a ward was cultivated When the magnificent Azure returned with his love Seeking to share the home he created He was caught unaware, oblivious to The plots and schemes that awaited Within the subterfuge he discovered An act of utmost treachery The usurper stole his fair hell away In a feat of treacherous skullduggery The blue gave chase and found himself Unable to return to his beautiful home so to this day he remains lurking and waiting Scheming and blotting his vengeful return Longing to reunite with his love And tear the usurper to pieces While he defeats his foes with his mighty prose He waits for the appointed hour To defeat his foes with his mighty prose And this one he will devour Well his prose won't relent While well, his stanzas lament The time to the appointed hour Scribbles can maim and his sonnets can shame Where well, this one he will devour his couplets can maim and his mood is capricious But this one he'll tear into one million pieces His couplets can maim his mood is capricious And this one he'll tear into one million pieces His couplets can maim and his mood is capricious But this one he'll tear into one million pieces Everybody! His couplets can maim and his mood is capricious But this one he'll tear into one million pieces His couplets can maim his mood is capricious But this one he'll tear into one million pieces His couplets can maim his mood is capricious, but this one he'll tear into one million pieces. Yeah, yeah. That was very good. So you never found Ella, did you? I'm, I'm sorry, what? So you never found Ella? Me? Oh, I'm just a songwriter. How are you now? All right. And I have to say, your song doesn't sit too well with me. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Usually I get to general positive feedback. Well, I came here, to be honest, in hopes of killing a dragon. But it sounds to me like 
this dragon of yours wasn't such a terrible beast. I've heard differing opinions. Could go either way. A friend of mine named Gothirth. Uh, sorry, things are a little fuzzy. I feel like your song has sobered me up a little bit. Oh yeah, I remember my my friend Burley Fella I ran across some poetry books in Aconitum Falls. Sequestered away in their vast library. But I remember he was completely taken with them. Sounds like the prose of... That's what you called it, prose? Yes. I'm curious if they were written by this dragon. Hmm. I believe I'm familiar to which the work you're referring. Uh, the Terrible Splendid Blue. Yes, that's uh, a little bit of my uh, inspiration. Is there any word that ever, whatever happened to this Ella? Honestly, uh, that song is uh, based on much of that poetry. And so that uh, poetry has never... Uh, been definitive on that notion. Do you know any more about these things? Or only from that book? Hmm. What can I say? I'm just but an entertainer. I don't believe that. I believe entertainers are travelers and collectors of knowledge. Sorry, I'm a little fuzzy. That dragon spit. Ha! Of course, dragon spit. I believe you mean devil spit. Ha! You are a bit fuzzy, friend. I'm quite fuzzy. That's it. Uh, Davido... And he's obviously kind of emotionally worked up after having performed that song. And DeVito comes over and there's a bottle of devil spit and enough glasses for anybody in the surrounding tables. And he sits back and... And... And he's got several of the gnomes in the bar um, are kind of not mobbing him, but they're surrounding him. This was obviously something that was a big deal for him to perform, and so they're wanting to be a part of that and partake in the libations and the celebration afterwards. So I would, um, I figured I stayed at that table when V went and woke up Grom, so I was there the whole time. Did these guys get up and like get closer? You know, as this was happening, did they just like naturally get up and get closer to like to be to an extent? I think they turned their chairs and listened. Everybody was just like, "Oh, shut up! This is happening," type of thing. And then once the devil spit lands, that's the movement in the bar is they're up and interacting and just like yeah, yeah you come off stage and have a set, and everybody's just like, "Oh, good job!" And then they go back and mind their own business or whatever. So I didn't catch your name, friend, but my name is Grom, Grom the Toothy, Grom the Toothy. Do I have to say it with that accent? Is there any other way to say it? I mean, I just say toothy, but you was you were all like ground the tooth leg. Yeah, I think it sounds better like that. Yeah, fair. I respect the correct pronunciation of things. That said, you may call me Ganoff. Ganoff. <laughs> so you say that you're you're not a collector of tales, just a happenstance of making these wonderful songs. Oh, I didn't say I didn't collect tales, but oh, good example. You've met Kai. Hi. Really? I oh, have. dropping names, but no, very good. So you understand then, that is the most prolific of bards. She sings her experiences and is mm, so good. I just focus on the immediate things around me, I suppose. And here I am in Ekanon, the lore of the earth-woven lilac. That's intriguing. It's fun. But then, by chance, why are you so emotionally attached to this particular song? This might be a shot in the dark, but does the Azrulian's tooth? No. 
Huh. I rolled to see if he knew about it. Nat 20. <laughs> then I rolled deception. Nat 2. Yes, he, his eyes widen uh, when you say Azurelian's tooth. And then he regains control of himself. In my drunken state, did I notice at all? Let's have an insight check. 18? I caught it. Oh, that's right. Well, I can see that you, you bluff about as well as I drink. And that's <laughs> fine. If you don't... It's a very good turn of phrase. If you're not interested in sharing any information, that's fine. What do you know about Azrulian's tooth? Well, I know Azrulian, and I plan on You know Azrulian? Well, I, I'm fixing to kill him. But first, I need to break that damned sword. Find out the best way to kill him. How the hell do you go about killing something like that? Well, I was once told that uh, the key to an artifact such as powerful as Azrulian's tooth is that you take the pointy end and you stick it in them. Well, I can see you don't want to share much information. I suppose I'll be leaving you alone then. What can I say? I'm content in my little world here. That doesn't seem likely. I suppose that means you've just got all the songs you want to know then, eh? You probably wouldn't be interested in the story of the quest to destroy Azrulian. Yeah, why would I think that? Never mind. Let's go and... Let's go and drink. <laughs> I'll, I'll stand up and I'll step away from the table. He's all... Raises his finger, narrows his eyes, and sighs once he realizes the gambit that you were laying down. This bard knows all the songs he needs. Come back in the next five years, I'll have the same songs for you. I'll have some new stories. But we can always hear the same old tales, the same old songs. They'll be good ones, but they'll be the same ones. <laughs> and then I'm gonna... He just rolled a net 20 on self-control, so... What's he trying to control himself from? Learning? <laughs> what a pop. <laughs> <laughs> Once you walk away, it's almost like everybody who was wit- witnessing saw him disengage from an important conversation and they rush up to him to congratulate him and pat him on the back. Where's my wife in this mix? Oh, there she is over by the bar. Has moved. (laughs) I'll stroll over there for a second. I'm gonna kind of take a clock of where Murray's at. Murmulner. What what am I seeing when I'm looking at you? Uh, What condition you in? I'm kind of sitting there with a thousand yard stare holding a drink in my hand. Are you still all fucked up? No, I've regained all hit points from rest. I probably still look rough, but physically I'm okay. I'm going to slap you on the back as I go by. Hey, Knuckles. That kind of shakes me out of my stare. Huh? What are you looking for in the bottom of that pint? She's not there. I'm trying to decide how I feel about all this. Well, that's foolish. There's only one way to feel about all of it. You don't fucking like it, do you? I'm just trying to decide if I'm going to have to end up killing most of my clansmen. Oh, shit. I thought we were fighting a god. Now it's your family we're after. Well, if I fight the god, they're coming after me. I mean, it stands to reason it's their god, too. No, they won't. We were raised for the day we would have to stand up to fight his enemies, and (laughs) with the way things look right now, I'm his enemy. And after things that have transpired... There's only a few I'm going to feel really bad about. Well, I'll let you in on a little secret if you want to know. Hmm. From what you've told me, I don't think you'll face any of them. It sounds like maybe only two or three of your people have ever been brave enough to leave their little cave, even when their god abandoned them. Six. Six of us. Aye, six of you. 
The rest of them will fade with the thought of their god after we take our vengeance out upon him. And then I'll look over at my wife, ex-wife, <laughs> and I'll, I'll point with my thumb. So like, I don't know if you can get anything out of him. But that fella over there, he knows something about Azrulian's tooth. And I'll bet he knows something about Azrulian as well. Maybe I'm a little drunk, but I think he might be a fucking dragon. And I think that dragon I was trying to kill, well, I think he might be a good guy. Well, judging by that song, of course, songs and such like that do tend to be written in favor of... Good or not, I suppose it'd be one hell of a fight. Ah, where are the boys at? Looking around. Making a ruckus somewhere. That sounds like a damn good time. Rocks! I stood at the table. Where where were you? We probably made our way to the bar with them. Uh, some at the table, um... Well, uh, Jay's, um... That was a that was a lot better song than I thought it was gonna be. To be be honest, uh, um, my friends is calling me. I'll I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Do I see where you're nice at? Nice meeting you across the room. I'll get up and roll over there with you. So I stand up and you come towards me. I just wanted to see where you were. <laughs> or I'm just gonna sit back down here then. Yeah, did, you, did you have money? <laughs> Grom's got a lot of money. Yeah, he's got yeah. lots of money. Does he like dice? Well, Grom really likes dice. Yeah, yeah excellent. It's Grom. I heard you boys are raising hell over here. He's playing dice. Oh, playing dice. You're not using my money for gambling. <laughs> it's our money. I thought what's uh, yours is his, what's his is yours. Something like that, right? Can, can I have some money for gambling? <laughs> <laughs> Knuckles, get over here. Who are your friends? <laughs> oh, this is a uh, fox person. Fox Mrs. person. Reedy's over here. You know what? That's the most animated I've seen him since we got here. I'll turn around and I'll give Mermelnir... Ten coins. What color are they? <laughs> <laughs> Ten gold. Whoa, this is the most money I've seen in my entire life. This is awesome. That's, that's not true. This is the most money I've ever held in my hand. That might be true. <laughs> I was going to say, you've been rolling with me. You've seen more money than that. All right. So so now what do I do with it? So you get the money and you go over to where they are? Yep. I'm okay. Just- I got that in my hand like this, and I'm just <laughs> yeah. staring at it. Here comes a friend with some money. I like it. What are, what are, what are we what are we playing? It's a dice game. A dice game. I'm I'm extra extra good at dice games. Excellent. And he lays out the ground well, that, rules. That sounds easy. It is pretty easy. You roll high, you bet. You roll low, you fold. Hold on a second. Durf. <sighs> <laughs> You're back. Get over here. There's treasure to be had. Yeah, I see what you're doing there. Well, I'm not going to play a dice game without my new best friend. All right, I'll play a dice. I'll play around the dice. And the derf stands and approaches the table. Okay. I'm going to quickly whisper all of the rules that I just heard to Dermalar. Is this a good idea? Grom. <laughs> I trust him. He's a derf. He knows about protecting gold. Good idea for who? For us. For us right now, we can be rich. And then I could pay you. Or a clockwork dragon. Does Grom actually have any gold? I got lots of stuff to trade. He says, let's see how a few rounds go. Hey, I'm for it. Pull out a black vial and I set it on the table. I've got this. You it. That is a potion. It's a protection potion. Protection from what? Well, that I don't know. (laughs) It's a bit of a gamble both ways, isn't it? Yeah, like where he's coming from. 
I also got one of these. And I, I reach into one of my pouches and I, I pull out a little tiny wrapped thing of a couple of herbs. And I set it on the table. That's that right there is a trip to the gods. A, a trip to the gods? I've got, I've got to kill a god. The only issue is there are knuckles. You don't get to choose which ones you visit. Oh. But they're all powerful. <sighs> Intriguing. Maybe it is. This one's not for gambling anymore. Slide it over to Knuckles. But that's not for now. Not, not for now. Not for now. Okay. You clear your head first. I'm going to tuck it next to my uh, miscellaneous herb pouch. So I've got one herb pouch next to the other. So we're going to see how this goes. I put my hand on his arm as he as he's grabbing it to slide it over. And I want to make a very like solemn look to his eyes. That's powerful medicine. Be careful. So like it'll it'll heal me really good if I get hurt. First it'll break you, then it'll heal you. Break me like, like, like my tail will fall off. Like, I, I don't, I don't think that grows back. Like, I've heard, I've heard some creatures can grow theirs back, but I, I don't think mine will grow back. It's only one way to find out, friend. B, let's chop off your tail. <laughs> I don't have a tail. See, it oh. doesn't grow back. <laughs> Damn, what a, what a friend you are. <laughs> no, we're not trying. I like my tail. It is a mighty fine tail. Durf, what do you say? I'd say, what are we wagering? I got that potion. Alright, you got that potion. I got, uh, what do I get? I'm gonna slide up this this blue potion I got too. I forgot I had it. Oh, it's a potion kind of day. Well, a potion kind of day. I see what you're doing on Powerful drink. I'm all in with that potion. What are you fellas wagering? Alright, the one says, yeah, potions, huh? Gets in his vest and he pulls out a purple potion and sets it down. Well, now we're talking. The other one with the underbite says, Yeah, see, potion kind of day, huh? Let's see here. Oh, I know you got one on ya. I don't have a potion, just hang on. A Which one's the underbite? The fox or the papers? The papers. This uh, this potion's for reading. I'll tell you what, uh, here. And he takes one of his books out and sets it on the table. I'm gonna kind of eyeball that for a second. That's not very worth nothing. I yeah. mean, do you know how to read? I, it's not about me right now, okay? But I don't want. I mean, what uh, is? I, I thought we were doing potions. And I mean a book. Maybe it tells us how to make a potion. What's? It's valuable. Take take my word for it, okay? What, what's in the book? Is it stories or recipes? You know what? Never mind. Hey, no, no I'm, I'm interested. Oh yeah, now you want the book? Hmm, weird. I, I don't want the book. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants the book. I'm interested in the book. My friend Goldter, he got me interested in poetry, and it's pretty fascinating. That's how I learned about this dragon. You can find all kinds of stuff out in books. Is the book viable or not? Hey, I was just curious what what you could tell me about the book. You talk afterwards. I told you my thing was about protection. Is this book of songs? Is it is it pictures? <laughs> was it a picture book? It's valuable information. I like information. There we go. <laughs> Alright. Ever heard of the Great Shade? No, obviously not. Wait a second. Fine. Alright. Great Shade. Alright. I, I don't uh, have any potions, but I... Up? Yeah, so who's else is in? I don't have any potions, but I got this uh, pouch of herbs, not the one that Grom <laughs> gave me. The one I've had for a while now. <laughs> we'll use this back in the cave, and it... Yeah, 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 put it in. It makes the most disgusting fish taste amazing. Like, you ever tried eel? Disgusting. 
All right, let's roll some dice. I'm going to shout across the room real quick. All I got right now is gold, so I'll let you guys play this one out. Ganoff! Which one? What did you say? Ganoff? Ganoff. Oh, Ganoff. Well, I said Ganoff. So we'll see how it goes. He looks up. He's chatting with a, an attractive female gnome. She'll come with you. Come place a wager. You've already shared so much. Indeed, I have. He kind of turns back to who he was talking to. I <laughs> will write the next song about the coward named Ganolf, who might be a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> and right when you turn around, he's like right there next to you. Oh, he's like, what's the wager? You're fast. <laughs> oh, that was quick. That was kind of scary. Fast like a dragon. What's the wager? Potions. Potions? Well, we got potions and books. Mm, potions and books. Potions and books. I got the potion here. And herbs. Oh, well, he gets in his little satchel and pulls out a blue potion. Ah. Ooh, blue potion. I like blue. the blue ones. Makes sense you'd have a blue one, dragon. <laughs> I'm drunk. I can think what I want. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna explain the rules to him very sloppily. He accommodates you. That's the name of the game. Fork lightning. All right, so I got I got three here. I got fox, books, Kenoff. Okay. Oh, wait, no. We're missing one. Derf. You know he's in. What what did Durf put in? I think he put in a potion. He did. I'm watching intently from my bar stool. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> well, I can't raise the wager, so it is what it is. Fox says, I'll raise ten gold. Good luck, I don't have anything. I'm all in. Well, if you're all in, you're all in. Ah, fuck it. Pull a necklace off over my head and drop it in the center of the the table and on it is a desiccated ear of Wyatt <laughs> did you wait wait did you put the ears each on a separate individual necklaces because don't no. you have like three or four by now the only name I wrote down was Wyatt <laughs> the rest of them I didn't have their names but yeah it's there's men, many names but I'm pointing out Wyatt's that's Wyatt's ear <laughs> a necklace of ears because he's drunk necklace of Wyatt <laughs> not sure that's worth 10 gold that but... fucker tried to stab my wife okay I it's just... worth it alright valuable to you understand understand this guy gets it and I elbow the derf <laughs> he's really regretting his bar interaction from earlier I, I, I've got 10 more gold I can throw in those ears count for me too cause that's uh, he's got all this thing I got already gold persuasion 17 they buy it Books throws his ten golden. The derf Dermalier says, "I fold." What did the bard put in? He he drops his ten. He just puts in ten gold. That's it. So we roll our sixes now. I'm showing a two. What do you got? What do I see out there? I got a three. You got fives across the board for. Oh man, my people. But Grom rolled a six, and this is where we bet more. I've got a six on the table. I'll check. Ganoff says, well, if we're doing gold, I raised 20. Wait, let me, let me get these rules right real quick before you raise that. I don't want to be unfair, but you said that if the dice under my hand is a six and that's a six, then I roll six more dice? No, you just a, it's just another d4. So I only get four, four more dice? Yeah, I think it's four. That sounds about right to me. That, remember, that, you that's keep right. going. No, it's one of these little triangle thingies here, right? So how many extras of these do I get if they're matching sixes? So I'll, I'll get one more of these? Correct. Okay. Go ahead and place your bet. <laughs> he p- put 20 gold. He gestures to the 20 gold that's on the table. So if you got a pair of fives and I got a pair of sixes, then that means I'm up by two already, eh? 
Correct. And we'll each get a D4 back. And that puts me at 50% higher than you right now. All right. I mean, why don't we change your bet from your 20 gold to if I win? You tell me everything you know about Azrulian's tooth. I made my bet. We can revisit it on the D4 roll. As it goes around, I suppose. I'm, I'm out of stuff to bet. I unless Unless you want my pants. I think you're all in already, but you're... You can't win anything that has been raised past this. Ah. He says, how about those God-speaking herbs? No, I need those. I, I gotta go kill a god. Oh, fair. Killed my daughter. Oh, okay. We'll unpack that here in a minute. Yes, you're all in. Be all in. I'm all in, so here it is. Oh, we got all ins. So it's you and me, <coughs> Northman. Well... I suppose we're at a spot where we can make a couple choices here. And I'm going to reach behind me and, and pull out this club that I've been working on. I've got a couple days worked on it. And it's pretty rudimentary, but it's starting to look pretty nice. It's got a serpent that's carved around it and some feathers tied to a very primitive looking. I set that on the table for a second. I say, I'd play this to match your 20 gold. But, and I take that off the table and out of my pouch I pull a key and I set it on the table and I slide it across like but I will raise you an empty shop an aconitum falls once belonging to Porm it's the emporium and it would be yours for the knowledge I seek you think there's a raise I know it's a raise and you do too you've just offered me a building yeah I have offered you a building how many buildings do you own loot player you always wanted a summer home, did you? For a bit of your words. By your own admission, it's empty. Well, yes, you don't get all the goods in it. You have to bring your How own tales of adventure. valuable? How is that a raise? Because you'd have a place in the same town where Kai plays regularly. Yes, yes, Akinetum Falls, blah, blah, blah. Put the other thing up. <laughs> I'll put the key back. I'll put my club up on the table. I see the craftsmanship there. That, I believe. Do you believe that to be a raise? I do. By how much? Well, I'll be honest. I don't see how you civilized folk value things very much. It's hard for me to place a coin on my labor and sweat. So you're you're, you're seeking my information? That's all I want from Is you. Is that the wager? How about I do this instead? He reaches his pouch and he drops seven platinum. I'll see your bet. I'm gonna look over at the derf. I've never seen platinum before. What the hell is that? <laughs> I'll take your bet. He bet 20, you put your thing on, and he basically matched it with 70 more. Aye. He goes back around to Fox. He says, he's looking at the exchange between the two of you. He's like, yeah, too rich for my blood. That's no good. And then books. He looks longingly at the book that he put on the table. And then he looks at Ganoff. He says, I can't win this one. And so he backs out too. All right, last one. Out in the open. One. Four. Four. <laughs> two. So, Northman. Aye. I believe the action is to you. Well, I'm afraid I don't have anything else to bet with that you want. All I have is this key. How much is that key worth to you? Well. All the information you have, yes, I know. Is it worth ten gold? For a house in Aconitum Falls. Twenty gold? Full disclosure. The house is also under watch... Of Mukal Holdings. I don't know if that lowers the value. 
For me, it raises the interest. Five gold. Aye. Let me throw those five gold out there. All right. What you got? I got twelve. I was bluffing. Oh, that was very disappointing. Well, I'm drunk. What do you expect? <laughs> I got fifteen. Oh, that's my boy. Uh, six plus doubles. Right now, my total is six. I've rolled three twos. So you got two pairs of doubles. We apologize for the brief break in continuity. There was a fair amount of confusion on the exploding doubles portion of the dice game, and so, rather than try to edit the discussion into something listenable, I opted to simply share the outcome. After an amazing run of many, many doubles, Brax ended up with a total of 22, and Ganoff ended the round with a 16, effectively resulting with Ganoff in possession of Grom's club and key, while Brax obtained everything his all-in wager could garner. And with that, we will go ahead and resume. Oh, stupid book. Wait a second, I want that club back. How about, how about we do the, the ears for the club? I see, I see you working on the club all the time. I'll wager for it. We, we just did 21? 21? I like 21. I like it. That's a 10, right? D10s, yep. What are you wagering, the necklace? Don't wager the necklace. You can have the club. The book. You want the book? You can't read, can you? I can't read. Why well, telling people that? <laughs> that potion will let you read. Ah, do you want the book? Wager the book for the club. I want the ears. He wants the ears. Ah, the club is fine. Let's go. I'm just excited he thought it was valuable. So roll 2d10. It's blackjack, so you can pile on another d10 as much as you want. 11, 13, 15, <laughs> 17. Staying at 17. 17, huh? All right. Two. 11. 15. Bust. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I take the club. Right before he hands it to you, he looks at it. He's like, looks at Grom, says, this can be powerful. And he hands it to you. Hey, good rolling, Brox. <laughs> you, want your, you want these ears back? They're kind of gross. <laughs> I'd love to have <laughs> You can have them. Hi, Brax. You you got yourself some really good fish flavoring right there. Oh, the fish herbs. Yeah, it'll like you ever tried eel, <laughs> like just eel without any seasoning. It's disgusting, slimy, gross. You you throw some of that on there. It's excellent. I really like this drunk Marilyn here. Yeah, he's, he's a really talkative guy. Really nice too. Really nice guy. We should go fishing. I don't know if you'd like to go fishing with me. Whenever I go fishing, the fish end up with teeth marks in them. <laughs> what else are you supposed yeah, to do with fish? You bring them back, though, Is right? Is them tenderizing them, kind of, right? Just tenderize the fish a little bit? Well, yeah, but they, they get the teeth marks in them before they make it out of the water. It's how, it's how we were taught to fish. Just with your teeth, head first. The only thing you got to be careful of is you got to watch for the little fish. Because... They, they'll skip the teeth entirely and go right in your throat. <laughs> and then you gotta have... I haven't had enough mead for this. <laughs> you just swim with your mouth open? Well, you just <laughs> Yeah, how are you, how are you supposed to catch the fish? But then you gotta have, like, Yamfic reach in there and dig the splines out of your throat. It's an uncomfortable experience. It sounds horrible. I, I'm so glad we don't, we don't fish together, I guess. This is... You get used to the splines in your throat well, after you like the third me, or fourth time. You told me not fish your way, so I started doing it that way. It's better off a boat. Yeah, yeah. Just gotta get a big boat for my heavy ass, though. A, 
A boat? Uh, another time. Another time. <laughs> this has been Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast. A Peace in the Chaos production. Bedlam Social Hour is Peyton Palmer as Mirmolnir, Mark McGrath as Brax Rome, Carrie Dennis as Tylalore, Matt Wagner as Valryl Tezexen, Percy Steele as Grom the Toothy, and myself as everyone else. Please check out our link tree in the show notes for our social media connections, and please rate and review us on your favorite podcast platforms. Thank you once again for listening, and as always, work hard and be kind. You do care.